वेलकम टू आर नेक्स्ट एपिसोड ऑफ लक्स इनसाइडर विद मी योर होस्ट अनीता खत्री एंड थैंक यू फॉर द ओवरवेलमिंग रिस्पॉन्स टू द फर्स्ट एपिसोड दिस इज द वीक ऑफ दिवाली सेलिब्रेशन एंड आई विश ऑल माई अमेजिंग लिस्नर्स अप्पी प्रॉस्परस एंड पीसफुल दिवाली Before we were engulfed by the COVID-19 pandemic, Diwali was also the time that many of us traveled with our families. I had often missed my Diwali celebrations with my family as I was traveling to Cannes every year for the TFWA, Tax-Free World Association, an exhibition which is a platform for the global duty-free and travel industry. Nothing best explains this exhibition than its motto by the trade for the trade so who are the participants 70% of the participants are represented by cosmetics liquor and fragrances the rest 30% are represented by the fashion and accessory industry here trends are unveiled and networks are built this year the exhibition was held between 25th and 28th october and the highlight of the exhibition was the tfwa lounge This was a platform to unwind and network at the end of the day. This lounge was in partnership with Qatar Duty Free. The other highlight was brands adapting sustainable approaches. Pilgrim, one of my favorite fashion jewelry brands, has unveiled their plans to become an eco-friendly jewelry brand wherein they have begun the process of manufacturing jewelry from recyclable materials. Another highlight was the launch of Phantom, Pacoroban's newest fragrance for men. The brand has used neuroscience and artificial intelligence to select the ingredients that stimulate sexiness, confidence and energy. The result is 100% vegan bold scent made using ethically sourced ingredients. Ladies, in other news, Gucci dropped limited edition bags exclusively for india the sequined gucci murma bags in glittering colors of gold silver black blue and soft pink louis vuitton collaborated with fashion designer masaba gupta for an instagram campaign for the favorite kusan bag reliance brands who has investments in luxury brands like jimmy choo and burberry bought a 40% stake in designer label manish malhotra and a 52% stake in designer label Ritu Kumar. They also opened doors to yet another high street shopping destination, Geo World Drive in Mumbai. If you're visiting Mumbai, make sure you visit Geo World Drive. That's all on the news from me this week. Now let's talk about one of the watch brands, Roger Dubuy. Roger Dubuy is a young Swiss watch brand which believes in pushing boundaries breaking rules and reinventing the future game of hyperology they take pride in calling themselves as the trouble makers of orthology today we are excited and honored to have with us nikola andraita ceo of roger dubuy who's helping the brand to combine state of art technology with traditional craftsmanship We are eager to discover the secret of this daringly disruptive attitude that the brand believes in. 
dynamic Nicola Andraita is multilingual with varied experience and has in-depth knowledge of watches. He created his own watch brand called Noah before he could take over Roger Dubuy in December 2018. With this, I'm going to get straight into speaking to him to discover the story of this larger-than-life watch brand called Roger Dubuy. Nicola, we are so happy to have you here. Can you tell us what is the brand Roger Dubuy all about? Well, uh, yes, Eloa needs a very nice to meet you. Uh, again, I would say, and very happy to speak to you and to speak about Roger Dubuy, which is really, I, I have the luxury of leading uh, since now three years. Roger Dubuy, which is uh, really just about, if I have to find one word, excess. That's the right word. Uh, you know, I, uh, in the last uh, couple of years, we've been asking ourselves uh, really what was uh, the thing we stand for the most uh, with our brand. And at the end, uh, we realized that uh, our way of being is that of constantly exceeding in the world of watchmaking. But, uh, you know, I, I need to make, uh, to precise a little bit uh, about this word because excess can easily slip, slip into the, the negative side of uh, the word itself. And so what we want to use is really the etymology of excess, which is from the Latin ex cedo, which means to always go beyond, always go above and beyond whatever has been done in the past. And this is really the, uh, I would say, the force motrice, the, the, really the, the power, the engine behind everything we do with this idea of constantly exploring the boundaries of what's making with everything we do and always exceeding, even ourselves, with every, every new creation and every new watch that we produce at Roger Louis. That's really who we are and what we stand for. Yes, indeed. Breaking rules and reinventing the future. Nicola, tell us, despite a short legacy, how has the brand achieved success in crafting a niche among the consumers and watch connoisseurs? And how has that happened? Very good question. And indeed, we are rather... Uh, a young brand, especially if we look at some of our peers, uh, we, we are definitely uh, a, a bebe, I, I could say. And uh, as you mentioned, we were born just uh, 26 years ago. But we were born from solid basis uh, because uh, one of the co-founders, Roger Dubuis himself, uh, was actually coming from uh, the world of watchmaking with a, uh, quite an impressive pedigree. He's, uh, he's uh, recognized today as one of the visionary engineers and watchmakers who uh, did something new and different in the world of watchmaking. And he was working for uh, probably one of the biggest maisons in the world in terms of auto-horlogerie. So he had uh, such a strong experience uh, in the world of, uh, of uh, watchmaking that at a certain moment, he wanted himself uh, to set uh, his own legacy and to, uh, to, to write something uh, on his own in terms of uh, the future of watchmaking. And that's why he founded uh, Roger Dubuis, 26 years ago. And that's why he, he started from his background uh, to say something a bit different. And this is really what we stand for today. As I said, this idea of going beyond traditional watchmaking and taking always inspiration from the tradition, but evolving it into something that doesn't exist. And we have, a, uh, we love to say, a very expressive and contemporary approach to watchmaking and to auto-logerie spe specifically. We master all the complications 
but at the same time, we express our mastery in a very different way. Uh, on one side, with our skeletonized approach, and that's for us the, our way to being expressive, reducing uh, every single caliber to the minimum possible, uh, so to be able to browse and see inside our own movements. And then with this uh, contemporary approach, you know, we have a very architectural view in the way we design our calibers. And we have a, a very uh, uh, interesting view on design, on how we should design our cases and everything we do in general, so that we, we evolve uh, the world of watchmaking in, into something that doesn't exist. And that, that, that is really our pride and probably what's most appealing uh, to uh, uh, our tribe of connoisseur of aficionados around the world and what made this legacy become true. You are very correct. Uh, the first time when we uh, discovered uh, Rajadubi as a brand, it, uh, you know, it stood for its flamboyancy, which reflected in its design and uh, uh, the extravagant Excalibur which I must, uh, uh, you know, again, congratulate the brand. The design itself speaks uh, and, you know, it, it reflects the DNA of uh, the glamorous, the extravagance, and also the uh, orthology. So the brand has managed till now. Uh, we understand there are 33 in-house movements or calibers. How has this milestone been achieved? Because company... Creating 33 in-house movements is quite an achievement. Yeah, well, uh, maybe let, let me just precise uh, one point because uh, uh, I've, I've been hearing a, a lot of uh, numbers and uh, we were rechecking again recently because we have been doing so many things that sometimes even for ourselves is a bit complicated to count. And I have to say that the latest uh, information is that we did more than 40 proprietary calibers in less than 25. Wow. Which, by the way, it's quite unachievable and quite a, 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 a success in such a short number of years. And we are very proud of that as well. Uh, it's, it's a question of mindset, you know. Uh, my, my people and my engineers are constantly uh, taking these challenges for themselves. Uh, you know, every time we say that something is impossible, that's the moment when we start getting interested in something. So it's really what, uh, where we push ourselves on a daily basis. And that's because we decided to uh, build a completely new department within uh, our, uh, our manufacturer here in Geneva, which is going to be called the Q-Lab, where our own Mr. Q, uh, the head of our engineering and creative uh, uh, ideas, will be promoting more and more disruptive, disruptive ideas and new complications uh, that we will launch in the next few years. And this is just the beginning because this is going to be a place where we stage our creativity also to the use of press. And at the end of the final clients, we'll, we'll be able to come in Geneva, sit down with us and create some magnificent new creations together directly with our engineers and worksmen. Well, congratulations. I can't wait uh, when I'll be able to come and visit uh, this new place. Uh, you know, lockdown, pandemic, has encircled the entire universe. How has Roger Dubey adapted during this pandemic? What was the impact? Was the impact negative, positive? Uh, and how have you all dealt with it? Including the manufacturer, especially the stock availabilities. Has it that got impacted? Has the consumer changed? 
Well, you know, clearly the pandemic has been a has been a complicated moment for everybody because most of the brands and most of the of the companies in the world were un- totally unprepared to face something like this. But let me say that there is a positive side into it, which is the fact that uh, we used uh, last year uh, to uh, rethink a little bit uh, everything, that, the way we do things and what's going to happen after uh, when things will come back to some kind of normality because we know that things are recovering and as we speak, they are recovering very fast. You know, we... We will face what we call a new normal, a completely different world in terms of business, with a lot of shifts in terms of values, which are going to happen in in the next few years. So that it was an occasion for us to evolve even further our machine and our operations into something ready uh, to face this new reality. Everything is going to be faster than ever, and uh, it's going to be absolutely key for us to be agile and flexible in everything we do. And that's why we have been uh, brainstorming, working on what, uh, as I said, what our brand stands for. Uh, we reclarified our values internally. We reclarified how to approach this new world. And I think we find ourselves today in a much better uh, position than just one and a half years ago uh, to face ne- these new challenges, which we are ready to embrace and succeed with uh, more than ever, let me say. So. On that side, I have to say that I, I'm uh, very positive about, uh, about uh, what we've been doing and about the way we adapted our machine. Nicola, if I had to ask you to describe a customer uh, who would appreciate a Roger Debui, how would you describe that customer? It's a very good question. It's a complicated question because uh, uh, one key thing is that we have a very diversified uh, client basis. Uh, very difficult, you know, the typical marketing exercise of creating personas to better target uh, your clientele. It's an exercise which is particularly difficult at Roger Dubuis. Let me say that we go by values, uh, and probably those values are, you know, that when we need, when we find a connection between the values of the brand, the values of my employees, and the values of our clients, that's exactly when uh, we are happy. And those, those values are pleasure, madness, and freedom. Uh, you know, our clients are probably uh, very affluent people who enjoy life or want to enjoy life even more. And they want to indulge with themselves and probably after the pandemic even more than before. They need to pamper themselves. They want to pamper themselves with the beautiful things in life. And here we are uh, creating incredible uh, timepieces, incredible pieces of art on which we, our clients can indulge. And in uh, presenting them this incredible experiential life that we uh, provide and we convey in everything we do with our events, uh, with our boutiques, with everything we create around the brand Roger Dubuis, and which uh, uh, in a way uh, allow me to say that we have a kind of a tribe. We have this kind of tribal feeling when we connect with our clients because normally they have so much fun and they, they feel so good when they come with us that they they want to come back. And this is, uh, uh, in a way, the best proof that we are going in the right direction and we are creating uh, the right environment for our clients to, to enjoy and thrive and become part of the tribe. Very well said, Nicola. Tribe. You call it as a tribe. And I, I love the word enjoyment. And uh, enjoy is fine, but madness. It comes with madness. And uh, for only people who are uh, listening to us, the great legendary success of Excalibur and Glamorous Velvet Collections. Uh, 
I've tried to understand the secret behind the success of uh, Excalibur and Glamorous Velvet. And uh, I would I would say it is just beyond design. It is not only the design. Would you add something on that, uh, Nicola? What is the secret of uh, success of uh, Excalibur and Glamorous uh, Velvet Collection? Yeah, I, I fully agree with you, Anita, in the sense that, yes, design is uh, for sure an element. It's a beautifully designed uh, timepiece. But it's the character, uh, if I may add, uh, which comes out from this case, which from this watch, which is really embodying uh, all the values of the brand. It's a very bold piece. It's a very, uh, most of the times, it's a very complicated piece. Uh, so it encapsulates uh, everything we want to do at Roger Dubuis. It's a piece that stands out, uh, uh, which uh, uh, it's difficult not to notice because of, the, of its presence. And the same for velvet. And then whatever we put inside, so the way we do things, the how, uh, not only the what, is absolutely a key element in the way we do things. You know, every single movement, every single caliber at Roger Louis is totally finished by hands to the point where we certify every creation with the Geneva seal or the Poinçon de Genève, as we say here in Geneva, which is a, 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 a hundreds-year-old certification. The Poinçon de Genève was founded in 1886, which allows us to say that we do things in an incredible way because we finish every single component by hand. And that's something you can definitely notice and uh, very easily perceive when you approach our watchmaking world. Absolutely. Geneva seal, if I'm not mistaken, it takes anything between 350 to 720 hours of intense craftsmanship on a single piece, right? Well, it's very difficult to say. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. Although, uh, you know, we have uh, plenty of different steps uh, which are not even measured and which are required for us to be able to complete the Poinçon de Genève, de Genève uh, certification. So it's not only in the hours we dedicate to finishing each piece, but it's really the way our production is organized, which is different uh, than any other uh, company. And clearly, no, it's not an industrial setup. Uh, what's peculiar and fascinating about the way our factory is organized is that once again, we have a duality. On one side, we have the most advanced machines and the most advanced technologies. And on the other side, we have the long renowned métier, uh, so the, really the skills, the craftsmanship uh, uh, part of the renowned watchmaking art, which are the same since hundreds of years and which our craftsmen master since uh, years and years and which take them years uh, to master in this way. So, uh, as I said, it's a fascinating combination of artisanship and technology, which is at the base of what we do and at the base of the beautiful creations. Great. We are very happy that Roger Dubu is available in, in India. And what are the plans for India market? Well, very good question. It's uh, It's been a while now that we see a growing appreciation among uh, uh, Indians' uh, uh, clients and in general within the Indian public. Uh, I, I think I shared with you recently when we last met that we see a growing number of likes and of people uh, connected to our social networks and commenting positively about uh, what we do at Roger Dubuis. There must be something also with our white uh, watches, the latest creations we, we launched using uh, specific fibers and specific materials which are uh, very, very whitish. And uh, I think that uh, the Indian public is very much in love with this uh, uh, new materials because, we, because, as I said, we see a growing appreciation. Clearly, it's a market we need to develop and foster uh, much more in the future. 
we have uh, a lot of connections with the uh, Indian individuals around the world when they travel, and we need to uh, uh, put a new impulse in developing the domestic market. Uh, so that, as I told you last time we met, uh, we are working on a few opportunities and on a few ideas to get uh, a bigger presence within the Indian uh, the Indian uh, market. Nicola, since everyone, not not even before, uh, I wouldn't say sustainability, something which has been discussed post the uh, pandemic. I would say sustainability was something which was discussed even before pandemic. But post pandemic, it has become uh, the norm or the way brands are looking at sustainability, it has changed. Is Roger Dubey also looking at towards sustainability? Yeah, uh, well, definitely. I mean, there's no, there couldn't be any doubt about the fact that it's a, it's a common responsibility. It, it, it doesn't have to be, it's not only a responsibility, it's the whole world that has to understand that uh, we can still do business, but in a more ethical, responsible way. I think it's a commitment that uh, we need to embrace as a whole, as a, as the full industry, but uh, every single individual, it's a question of mindset. And this is a fight, you know, which we started uh, a fight. It's, a, it's a, let's say, a, a challenge that we have uh, embraced uh, since a few years, since I joined Roger Dubuis. I feel the importance of uh, having a social commitment uh, because, uh, because at the end, uh, it's, uh, it doesn't take anything to dedicate a little bit of what we do, uh, making sure that uh, we take care and we care about people, about the environment, about everything that surrounds us. Uh, we, uh, personally, within Roger Dubuis, we started uh, since a couple of years with five uh, different streams of work centered along uh, uh, the environment, uh, the people, uh, the, the, the community uh, we live in, uh, the product that we make and uh, the sustainable product that we make. So uh, making sure that we uh, provide even more sustainability in, uh, in everything we do on a daily basis. Although, let me say, uh, watches is already one of the most sustainable products you can have. Uh, because let's remember that uh, a Roger Dubuis timepiece, if well-maintained, it can endure uh, the, 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 the proof of time and potentially survive forever. So uh, we, we live already in an industry which is more sustainable than many others. And uh, it's our responsibility to continue building the sustainability over time. There would be quite a few entrepreneurs as listeners or wanting to make their career path as entrepreneurs. You have been an entrepreneur and then you went on to embrace the corporate life. How has this change been? Has it been challenging? Are there any learnings or any anything that you would like to share with our listeners who want to embrace uh, journey as an entrepreneur or as a corporate life? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Let me say that uh, myself, I'm, uh, I'm always open to learn. Uh, I think uh, each one of us uh, has, uh, has something to learn on a daily basis and we should be able to uh, constantly connect to the people around us, to uh, our partners, to the people we work with and every day learn a little bit. What I do every night is I go home and I try to list in my mind what I learned and what I should retain from the day. I think it's a, it's a key moment that we need to have with ourselves. And clearly, yes, being an entrepreneur and working within a, such a group, especially uh, like Richemont is, uh, it's two different worlds. That said, there are, there are as always pros and cons about uh, everything. What I find incredible and, and uh, super nice is the fact that uh, 
Here we are a group where each maison brings uh, different specificities. And at the same time, uh, we have this uh, way to constantly share uh, best practices and the best ways to do things, which is really what I think the, the group uh, is, uh, is benefiting each single maison, each single brand within the group. And it's where you really can learn on a daily basis about how to do things better. Well, thank you for teaching me to do it, Nicola, because I have definitely learned from you one thing that, you know, you mentioned you go to bed and you actually reflect as to what have you learned today. I wasn't reflecting, I was learning and recognizing, but it's a good way to reflect, end of the day, what have you learned. Talking about luxury, what is your most luxury piece, time piece or anything that you own? Would you like to share that with us? Oh, yeah, it's difficult to say that I, that I own it. But if I have to mention one thing is my time. That today is the most luxurious item I have. Because uh, everything is going so fast that uh, uh, finding the right time to dedicate uh, to uh, people, so to my colleagues or to my tasks, to my family, to my passions, it's always uh, it's becoming more and more complicated. So every time you have for yourself is really a luxury. And, uh, and so let me say that to me, a time today, and not just because I make incredible timepieces, but time is becoming more and more the real luxury. And specifically for myself, I feel lax that, that's, uh, that being the most luxurious item in my life. <laughs> well, I have to say thank you so very much, Nicola, for the time that you have given to us, for our listeners. And thank you, listeners, because they are listening to us. Their time is also precious. We appreciate the same. But before we say final thank you to you, Nicola, is there a piece, a luxury piece or a luxury brand or luxury watch that you wish to add to your list of collections? But for sure, it's going to be the next Jose Dubuy that we are going to launch very soon. <laughs> and which one is that? You wouldn't share with us or you will be able to share with us? I am, unfortunately, I'm not able, uh, I, you know, at Roger de Wee, we, we always say expect the unexpected. And we have uh, the drawers uh, full of new ideas and new things that we're going to unveil very soon to the markets. Let's say that we started a journey with the uh, uh, redesign, uh, the restyling of our Excalibur collection, which will continue very soon with a new addition to the family. And so our clients should be uh, waiting for something to come in that direction. Well, thank you so much, Nicola. And we wait to discover the unexpected. We will expect the unexpected to meet you soon in person and also to discover the new launches that Roger Dubuy will unveil. Thank you very much, Anita. Thank you to all uh, uh, the, those who connected with us today and come to discover the incredible uh, world of Roger Dubuy because we are the most exciting way to experience hyperurology. I hope you enjoyed listening to Nicola as much as I did. Until next week, I'm your host, Anita Hatri. Stay safe. Have a happy Diwali. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. See you next week.